All right. Well, how's everyone doing? I'm doing good. Yeah. How are you doing? Having a good day. I wanted I wanted to talk about a uh I kind of like do a little bit of a different kind of feel for our podcast today. And we're just we've been we've been trying to do this thing. We're focusing on one topic. I'm just going to kind of take us through. uh, Take us through an idea, a history and a story of a company of a company that started out with making some fucking stupid ass racing game rock and roll racing you never played that no oh god it's so good see i i'm probably the only one here who played the, the snes blizzard games the only one yeah yeah so, so we're talking about blizzard you so <laughs> yeah i never even i've never even heard of the games that they that they made for for snes oh they were so good they were great. Like you, you, Jason, you played, you played like Lost Vikings and yep. both, both the first and the sequel. Wait, I and thought I Lost Vikings you, I, was a Heroes of the Storm character. It is. Yeah, I know that. So it's, what does that have to do with SNES? So on the SNES, Sorry. Lost Vikings, um, I don't think they were called Blizzard at the time. It was an interplay game published by Interplay, I believe, and Blizzard was uh, the, the, uh, the developer behind it. Yep. So, I remember fondly going to a local video store called Family Video in, in uh, Mount Morris, Michigan. And every week, me and my friends would rent a new game. And we rent, uh, I remember renting The Lost Vikings because it was two players. And if you don't know, Lost Vikings is a 2D side-scrolling puzzle game. Um, the, each Lost Viking has its own thing. So Eric the Red can run and dash into, into enemies. Um, Olaf, the, big, the guy with the shield, all he can do is block things. And um, the other guy, I can't think of his name, he has a sword and a bow and arrow. And you have to solve the puzzles in the level using their unique abilities. And it's a fun game. And it had great music. Yeah. I went yeah. back in. I went, I went back in. Because uh, eventually Blizzard uh, gets the rights to that game back. And uh, I went back at some point. They have it like a free to download off of Blizzard's website. And I was just like playing that on the on the emulator they have for the computer. I'm just like, oh, this is kind of a clever game. Yeah. And wow. Rock and Roll Racing at the time was, blew my mind because it was one of the first SNES games besides like Star Fox that had like voice in it. So like you'd be like racing and if like you, you were about to die, you'd hear the announcer go, Jake is about to blow. Like in the SNES at the time, I was like, oh my God, it's fucking talking to me. Like, yeah, it was great. <laughs> and Rock and Roll Racing is a fun game. Super fun. It's kind of like, it's, it kind of reminded me of what Rocket League was, but without the soccer. So, huh? Call it. Yeah, I bet you. I, I bet you. I don't have any proof of this, but I bet you some of the developers were probably inspired by that by rock and roll racing. What was it like? Was it anything like how like Twisted Metal was? Yeah, like it was that kind it was, of racing game. It was like Twisted people. Yeah, it was like uh, Twisted Metal meets a normal racing game meets Mario Kart. Because you like you could blow up other cars and stuff and get them off the track and like okay. slow down. Yeah, I'm surprised I never ran into that. Like I played the shit out of Twisted Metal. Yeah, when like I loved that game for PlayStation. Yeah. 
I wonder if that was uh, even as a kid. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say I want just a small side thought. I wonder if that was inspiration for that uh, Death Race movie that came out with who was it? I don't even remember who was in it. You know what I'm talking about? Where they have to Uh, where they're like in prison? Yeah, Death Race where they're in prison and then they have to like race cars to get out of prison and they like put guns and shit on their cars and then they could kill other prisoners. I think I remember being like, is this Twisted Metal? I, I remember, I very vaguely remember like seeing a trailer. I'm like, that movie looks stupid, but it looks like it's based off a of Twisted Metal. <laughs> I would probably argue, and I'd, I'd have to go back and read David Jaffe's thoughts because he's the he's the main director of like the first two Twisted Metal games and the one on the PS3. He might have been he might have been inspired by Rock and Roll Racing because before he developed for Sony, he worked for Sega, so he clearly was playing the competition, which is SNES games. And mm-hmm. I think Rock and Roll Racing was on the Genesis too. I could be wrong, but I could have to look it up. But yeah, so I was a fan of Blizzard before I knew who they, who they were. I didn't know they were Blizzard. So, so was yeah. it at the time when they released those two games? Let's see. They re- when they were. So what's funny the the first game they ever released was called RPM Racing. And at the time, they were called Silicon and Synapse. That's what they were called. So they weren't Blizzard yet. Yeah. And then, yeah. then they changed their name. And when they released uh, Lost Vikings and Rock and Roll, they were called Chaos Studios. And even, like, if you look at the picture, it's sort of interesting. It kind of looks like it has that style kind of in it. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And then... it So... Like one of the one of the things, at least that I that I've always thought of is like, oh, there's these different like uh, eras of Blizzard, so to speak. And like I had the I always had this I always had this idea in my head that like Blizzard had been this like cohesive company up until cohesive, like single ownership company up until uh, like they were bought by Activision. Yeah. Uh, spoil with spoiler is like you know where we're gonna take a dark turn in our in our thoughts about it, but we're not there yet. Um, but the thing is, like, <laughs> 1994, another company buys Chaos Studios and they turn them into Blizzard. So they it's they've essentially been going through like ownership and this company buys this company like for a while, right? Yeah. Um. So 1994, they become Blizzard Entertainment. And uh, did you ever play Black Blackthorn? I uh, the the Blackthorn. No, I did not. And now is is that um, what is that? Blackthorn is another platformer. This one was for this was their last Super NES SNES game. Oh, no. Death and Return of Superman is their last one. Because I definitely played that in the SNES. Death and Return of Superman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Oh, and Justice League Task Force for yeah. Sega Genesis. By the way, I remember being hyped, so hyped, because um, I had just literally gotten into comics at the point that Death and Return of Superman was happening. Mm-hmm. Somebody had introduced me to the comic book world. So I was, when that game was coming, I was like, oh my God, I would love to play through it. The game sucked. But like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's like, this is an interesting point. So 1995, I think like I was playing a lot of console games. I think our, I think probably around that time, I think I owned 
just at NES, so I missed a lot of these things because we just didn't own the latest and greatest console. We skipped the SNES and really? did, yeah, and got a Nintendo 64 when it came out, which is what, 1999, I think. Yeah. Um, I went NES, SNES, PlayStation. But I did have a, I did go through this phase where I got a used Sega CD to play one game because you had to have a Sega Genesis and a Sega CD. And then it broke. <laughs> <laughs> 1996, actually, was when the N64 came out. A lot earlier, I thought. So 1995, we would have still had a, still had a Nintendo. Mm. And, but at the same time, this is when Orcs and Humans came out. Uh, so Warcraft one. Yeah. Uh, for PC. And I think this is around, this is around the same time as. Let's see. When did Dune two come out? Oh, that was ninety two. That was, that was a couple years before that. Mm-hmm. So this is like that RTS genre starting to get, starting to get popular. They have Warcraft orcs and humans. If you've, did you go back and did you buy that off of uh, Gog? Galaxy, off Gog? No, I, I only got two. I never played one. I never cared to. So, yeah. I, uh, what about you, Mitch? Uh, no, I've never played any of them. Actually, you never played any of the Warcraft RTS? Nope. I didn't like them. Uh, by the time I got introduced to them, I was playing StarCraft, and I'm like, this is dumb, and I went back to StarCraft. Oh, see, that makes see, that makes sense, because like all of them are essentially just a progression of like better and better versions of a, of the same kind of RTS. Right. Yep. So f- so I went back like I never played Warcraft Orcs and Humans when it came out originally, uh, but I went back and played it. Uh, I went back and played it as when it came out on GOG. And it, it's kind of funny because it's it's like you see where you see it's like the that flash in the pan is almost there. Yeah. Um, but it's it's like you have to select units individually. You can't box them. It's just all like mechanic stuff that isn't yeah. there. And it makes sense because like we're, we're computers literally potatoes in 1994. Yeah. You know what I love about classic Blizzard though? Like Warcraft 2 and above is those, the, the voices on the characters like for the king and what did we doing? <laughs> I got a flag machine. Like, I don't know. Like that stuff's still stuck in my head. They always had, like, I remember being a Blizzard fan and anytime a new game would come out, I'd have to click on a unit a million times to see what they say. Cause they are hilarious. Like after like the eighth click, they'd say something completely off the wall or they'd break the fourth wall. Yep. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it's actually pretty quick succession after the original, after the, after the original uh, Warcraft comes out, it's like the next year that they released Warcraft two. Yeah. It was a big success for them, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I got Warcraft two at a land party. Sailing the high seas back when it was popular. Nice. But that, that made me a, cause that was my first quote unquote blizzard game. Even though I've been playing games, they've been making on the SNES, not knowing who they were. Until yep. later on. Um, and then that got me. And then a fr- I remember a friend, that same friend, let me borrow his StarCraft CD. And then that turned me into a Blizzard fan. Yep. It was, uh, 
Warcraft 2 sold 1.2 million copies. Mm, that's pretty good for um, back then. Yeah, and that was in which, under a year, too. Yeah, yeah, which I guess made it the number one selling PC title at the time. Can so I pretty good. say that, like, if you look at not in, not even just this game, but, you know, progressively a little bit later, too, and with other games, how quickly they were to release uh, expansions. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's freaking crazy, man. Yeah. So, like, because they, because Warcraft 2 had an, had an expansion, and then, like, and it was released, like, a couple months later or something like that. Yep. Like, six months. Yeah. And that's the same like, with uh, StarCraft and Brood War. They came out within months of each other, which is insane to think about nowadays. Like, you, no game company would release, uh, you know, an, an entire expansion just six months after they released a, a new game. I mean, granted, we're also in right. completely different territory now with season passes and crap like that, but... Well, if you... Think about just how much how much actual content we're talking about with with their expansion. Like it's a whole nother half a game got released. Yep. When it comes like especially if you're talking about Starcraft and Brood War, like it's okay. another half a game and it's like what was it? I think it was like twenty bucks and the original game is forty bucks, so Ah uh, yeah. Like, Back when game pricing was good before they hit that mm-hmm. sixty dollar mark. I uh I I finally remember buying rebuying a lot of those games and the, the Blizzard War Chests that they, you would see at like like uh like Target and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the, you know what I'm saying? Remember those? Yeah, I don't know how many times I bought Diablo two. Oh yeah. <laughs> see, so like my favorite memory of Warcraft two is so it was before they had like it was before the battle chest came out and they had proper battle net. And so they had it had multiplayer, but if you wanted to play multiplayer, you had to like either be at a LAN party, like right. you were talking, like you were talking about, or you had to like use your fifty six k modem to call a friend's house and play. Yeah, and, and that was just hope like, that their mom didn't answer the phone. Yeah, when you're trying oh to my call God. them. Well, it and was so good. Unfortunately, too, I guess for the industry, though, is because it was a popular land party game, and that's why I got it, is somebody would always have a crack copy on hand so other people could play. Yep. Because, you know, like not everyone's going to own it. So, yeah, I'm not and I'm not saying that I don't I'm not saying I condone piracy, but that's just kind of what you know, if you went to a land party back in the 90s and you were fortunate enough to have a, a giant computer, you got free games. <laughs> well, yeah. and, you know, I wonder how that actually went and contributed to the sales of it too. Well, it made me buy future games. Yeah. Well, I mean, it I, made I me, could even yeah. see people getting a, uh, you know, a, a cracked copy of it and then something happening and they upgraded from windows 95 to windows 98. And all of a sudden they needed to reinstall everything. And then the CD key didn't work anymore. And then they're like, Oh fuck it. I'm just gonna go buy the game now. Yeah. Or I could just see people like they get a crack copy of it, then they go and just buy the game. That's what yeah. happened to me. I ended up getting it in a war chest. Yeah. Because they had the, you get all three of these, or you get, you know, one and two plus the expansions. And they always had these fancy boxes, which are nice. Remember like the boxes? Extended demo. Yeah. So, I mean, they got my, they got, they got my money later on. Yeah. So. I just remember that, like, yeah, like all all of like the stylization of that, the clicking on 
clicking on the characters they're saying funny things like that was like where you got into like the fun part of the rts like they were still kind of trying to figure out the genre like especially in warcraft 2 like the default win and loss method was you had to kill all of your enemies forces not their buildings and so especially if you're playing with a friend you can do stupid things like i just i just moved one uh I moved one night to the corner of the map just in case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, made it so that like, oh, I'm, I haven't lost yet. You haven't beat me. And it's like 20 minutes of me just like shit talking on on their the stupid little instant message in the game while my friend tries to come and get me. Yeah. Totally. Show you. Um, but is but it's good times. And I think that the like the thing that struck me about that I always that I always remember from Warcraft 2 specifically is like these like the huge cinematics that were in that were in the game compared to other games like I like it had like even just like the like the two minutes like at the very or like a minute at the very beginning where you see all these orcs like going across the the water and this huge battle is going to happen. You're like, whoa, like. I just remember that striking me the most. Yeah, and really like making me buy into the genre. Like, I feel like. They were like, that was one of their biggest strengths, you know, like having like a like a cinematic like that big reward that I always talk about. Like I played, Oh man, I beat the mission and it's like, Whoa, cool cinematic. Yeah. They were known for that. Yeah. I mean, they still are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's one That's thing true. that, that is one thing that they haven't really gotten away from and given up on. They're, they're still known for great cinematics in their game. It's a great, I mean, it's a big part of their brand. If they, yeah. if that started to dwindle, people would start to notice. Oh, they did. Well, they did notice if you look at the most recent World of Warcraft patch and the lack of cinematic there was at the end of the very last raid. Oh, really? Yeah, there there was not a. uh, They had an in-game cutscene in place of any like epic finale cinematic, which is off kilter for their entire brand. Yeah, that's bullshit. This ain't no. This ain't no Final Fantasy fourteen. Yep. What's uh? Yeah, that's gonna be interesting when we, when we get down the road for that one. I'm curious about that. So, um, the next game, what was it, Diablo one? Yeah. So the next things that that happened were like we get into like Battle.net launches and we get Diablo. Oh yeah. So was that the Battle. first Battle.net Battle. I think game? Yes, it was, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Diablo was the first game with Battle.net, and then they they went back and. At at some point, I think the the battle chest. Let's see. At some point, they went back and enabled Battle.net on Warcraft Two, I believe. Later on, yeah, but there was like I don't think there was a population for it. Yeah, at that. But point. yeah, it was Diablo was the fir- was the first one for that. Now, I didn't I didn't play Diablo because it had the demons in it. Oh, I definitely played. I played but Diablo. You guys both played that, right? Yeah. I, I don't know if it was because of how old I was at the time, though, but like when I think back to Diablo 1 and 2, I remember 
like playing in a dark room and being scared, at least in the first game, too, especially like before you get to the butcher. It's a scary oh, yeah. game. Oh, yeah. It's not scary anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I think they did a really good job with like the lighting effects in the game and everything. As you're you're going through the dungeon, you don't really see a whole lot other than like what the torchlight shines around you and everything as you're like turning different turning through different halls and skeletons are popping up and like, and then all of a sudden when you run into the butcher, the butcher starts chasing you. Oh yeah. Uh, and it was, it was terrifying because one, you would probably fucking die and you didn't want to die and then drop all your shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know, man, that game was, that game was great. Oh, and then, and, and then especially once you started getting into the lower levels. Oh yeah. Cause that was, that was a fun game in that it, didn't really it doesn't really like go in line with how the current diablo system is you like then this game since you never played it tim you go in you go into the cathedral and then you start like going down levels into the cathedral and then you find like a hole basically that goes in under the earth and you're going into hell as you just go down yes. down down into like it, it's like a basically a giant tower but a reverse tower yeah. like a tunnel nice and so it just got it kept getting more terrifying as you went down. It was yeah, great. yeah. I'm wondering if the um, if the game going the second game going to the like the larger world maybe ruined that a little bit. I'm not saying that was a bad move, but it definitely removes the occult mystique a bit because like mm-hmm. you're in a church and it's all it's crazy. Like I even played the you know that there was an unofficial expansion made by Sierra called Hellfire. I even played that back in the day. Oh, they I added didn't know the, that. They added the monk. Yeah, it was oh. unofficial. Um, the GOG version comes with it, but it was, so it was not an official expansion pack. Uh, Blizzard licensed it out to Sierra, and they made it. Oh, that's kind of cool that it is yeah. at least now bundled with the version that you get on GOG. Yeah. I'll check that out. Yeah. So, uh, but they made the... Uh... Wait, th- there was no monk in Diablo 2, but they did bring it. They did make a monk eventually, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. So Diablo was dope. And then everyone was super hyped for Diablo 2. And then didn't Diablo 2 and Warcraft 3 come out very close to each other? Uh, Warcraft 3 was 2002 and Diablo 2 was 2000. So a couple of years. Okay. Interesting. When did so Starcraft came out? What, 1998? 1998. Yep. Yep. The same, same year that Diablo came out. No. Oh, Diablo no, was no, 1996. No. Sorry, the same year the the Diablo PS1 version came out. Yes. Yep. I would oh. probably say that's mine and Tim's favorite franchise in Blizzard gaming. Starcraft? Right? Yeah. Yeah, like what Star Starcraft when it really when when the original original game released, I I very clearly remember my first time ever ever playing Starcraft. Like I had had a friend who he always had he's had the cool stuff because he was like only kid so his parents bought him things he's like you know i'm always over his house and he's like hey i got this this cool game and he had like a better computer than i did or something so we're like over there and uh yeah this cool game is called starcraft like oh what's that and he like we go through the whole install process and like see the cool cinematic that the game starts out with like what what is this like the whole so you know it's uh, funny 
I was actually turned off by that cinematic when I first played it. Really? Because of the way the humans were designed. I mean, first of all, in my in my defense, I've been playing JRPGs and Japanese games for so long, and they're often very pretty people. And here are these two fucking hicks right. killed by Zerg. I'm like, what the hell is this game? Right. Well, remember like, the, the very first cinematic is like it's very mysterious. The it's the uh, the Protoss carrier burns out the planet, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, and like the person's ship gets destroyed. And you're just yeah. like, what is that? And so my friend, my friend and I like it's funny, like the very the very first we're like, well, which one do we want to play? Oh, like and we looked at the three things. I don't know those those ones that look like robots look really cool. So. We just went straight to the third, the Protoss campaign. Didn't know what was going on, and we're just messing that around. And then I had to go home. <laughs> oh, first foray into StarCraft. Then my, then my older brother bought it, and like I think I, I think I spent most of the StarCraft campaign uh, armchair quarterbacking my brother playing StarCraft. Hmm. <laughs> I don't think I ever played the campaign. Oh, you you're missing out. I think I played a little bit of it. Um very very little. I'm pretty sure I did the same thing that you did and I went right into the Protoss story. I'm pretty sure I finished trying to think back. I think I finished the Protoss story, but I never went back and played Terran or Zerg and then the rest of it was just all multiplayer for me. And you just went straight to multiplayer? Yep. It's interesting. See, like I the the storytelling in the in the original campaign, I just loved. Like I would I would recommend that game right now. Like as much as I agree. As much as today I'd have kind of a negative opinion about recent Blizzard stuff, like I still recommend their old stuff, especially StarCraft. So like if you've never played StarCraft, you've never played StarCraft 2, especially the campaign, go buy it. Go play it. It's awesome. It's my recommendation. But like I actually like Metz, Metzen's cheesy storytelling. I really do. A lot of people think he's a hack writer. I actually like he he combines the cheesiness of old 70s and 80s sci-fi into a video game and I think it works. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of one of those like it's a video game, right? Like it's not yeah. we not but I, I I can also see his callback to how, you know, like if someone watches some of the sci-fi flicks from the 80s, they're cheesy as hell. Like and they're awesome for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so that you, you get some of that snarky cheese in there. Yeah. So no, it's, oh. it's awesome. And like, like we talked about, this is the era of like release the game and then quickly release the expansion. So brood war comes out. And like for me in Starcraft, in my Starcraft experience, like brood war came out, I played through the entire, uh, the entire story. Um, I think at the time, you're going to hate me. I cheated through the story. <laughs> I mean, this was just, the era of cheat codes. Yeah, I just used the I like I wanted to see what happened in the in the mission. So I used the invincibility cheat code. <laughs> um, Which actually, I, let's see, that backfires on you in the in original Starcraft, because there's a point where someone is supposed to die. And if you have the cheat code that makes all your units invincible, it just everyone just sits there shooting at the one unit for like hours. Huh. 
and it's hilarious. So, you, and then you're like sitting there, be like, "What's happening?" And you're like, "Oh," and you can turn the cheat code off, and then it progresses. Um, I think that might be in Brood War. Yeah, I think that's in Brood War. Is um, the one guy dies. Anyway, Phoenix? is it Phoenix? No, it's the the um, Duran. No, it's one of the Protoss dudes. Tass or um, not Tassadar. Yeah, Phoenix dies. He's a Protoss because yeah, and in in Brood War, Phoenix dies, he, but yeah, he's Protoss. Yeah, I well, I agree with both of those statements. That's not the one that I'm thinking about with the glitch, though. It's well, it's not a glitch. It's a um, it's the uh, the executors guy that like fucks with you during all of Brood War. Let's see. Brood War. Hold on. Brood War. This is going to eat at you, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to bother me. Because I don't know why I can't remember. I, you know, can never remember things or name. Alderis, I think. Is that right? Yeah, the Judicator. Okay. Like, he's on your side and you fight off a bunch of Zerg and then she, and then Kerrigan, uh, shows up and she goes and like hits him and it's supposed to hit him for like a hundred thousand damage, but, and it's supposed to kill him. It's supposed to be dramatic. But if you have uh, the cheat code turned on, that makes your units invincible. She just keeps like trying to slap him and like everything else is frozen. Uh, so you're just sitting there. you like, what is going on? I don't get it. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, I have a lot of good uh, memories from Starcraft. I there was this point in time when I was playing StarCraft 2 and Brood War where I lived across the street from a very small, like kind of quickie mark grocery store. And they had this pop machine. And I remember it was 75 it was 75 cents for a can soda. And if you hit the two buttons at the same time, it'd freak out and you'd get two. Ooh. So I, I remember because I was kind of not going to school back then. Um <laughs> I would stay up late to like three, four in the morning playing StarCraft, getting getting freaking cans of soda on the cheap because I, I was breaking the machine. <laughs> 75 cents, two cans of soda. Freaking rebel, if you man. hit the buttons at the same time, yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty good. Uh, I'm not trying to one up or anything, <laughs> <laughs> but my soda machine story, <laughs> I had a soda machine that had, if you put in um, four dimes and a nickel and then hit the return change, you'd get four dimes, a nickel, and four quarters back. Oh, my God. Damn, that's awesome. So, oh, my God, that poor vendor. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> How random is that? That's funny. I know. So, okay, yeah. off topic, sorry. No, I was <laughs> saying I just remember playing, staying up late, playing the campaign plus the, uh, you know, 3v3 bg hunters yeah you know were you were you into bg hunters mitch i have no idea game what you're talking hunters. about no the game hunters the map. it was a map that had oh. like unlimited like there was the hunters and then there was big game hunters where you didn't really have to expand because you had you could never run out of resources ever oh okay yes i know what you're talking about yeah played that over and over again which hurt me as a player because i never learned to expand correctly until starcraft 2 did you guys ever use the map maker and make your own maps? Yeah. Yep. So, I, yeah. 
Tell your story, Mitch. Oh, I was just going to say that that's also hurt me because every single map that I make, well, like, well, this is stupid. Why don't I just give myself unlimited resources right here? And so every yeah. single map that I made had unlimited resources. And then I never learned how to truly play the game. Right. Well, because that's that's the game. That was so cool about StarCraft. The original one is like, so you did the campaign and then like at least I did the campaign and then I then I progressed. I tried some ladder stuff and I was dog shit at it because I'm bad at games. But I still had fun with the game. So then I went to all these like, you know, custom maps and interesting things. And I will I will take one claim to fame. Because remember, do you remember how in the original StarCraft, like it was like there wasn't like a central repository for maps. It was like you shared the maps with other players. Right. Yep. Yeah. Like so if you had a if you <laughs> if you had a custom map that you wanted to disseminate, you just made a custom game and then people came in and they started downloading your map. And uh, like sometimes if you ever if you're like, oh, man, that that map sounds really cool. Like, I want that. But your Internet connection's kind of slow. Like you'll join a custom game you get and kicked out. You get kicked because it's like you're downloading too slow. Like you just get kicked out. Oh, man. Yep. Well, so. It could be a zeitgeist thing, but I'll just claim it like I did it. Uh, so do you guys remember? Um, ever playing those maps where you had like a single unlimited resource and then it was it was like an eight player map. You had a single unlimited resource and then everything was kind of like a like a little like. Like it was like a little plateau with separation between each base with a big center area to fight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like the very first version of a map like that, I disseminated out into Battle.net oh um i it had unlimited resources and then a big i made a wall like a raised platform area that was just big enough where if you were playing as protoss you could have two photon cannons and a pylon and so you could have this whole area i'm i'm like also so for people who are viewing, you also can see what I'm talking about. You can, it, you had almost like a shield kind of defense over your base. And then at the front of your base, because of the way the map was, you could build out your photon cannons out into the middle area. And so on the, uh, on the map, it looked kind of like a penis. So yeah. we always called it the dog defense. Huh. That's hilarious. Oh, man. Uh, and... It was funny, like I, I made I made that, and then like, like a couple a couple weeks later, some other some other person had like figured out how to put like all of the crystals on top of each other. Oh, yep. So that you didn't have to your your guys didn't have to go go anywhere. Your drones didn't have to move, and like that one was the one that I played the most. That one was super popular because it was just fun. Like you had unlimited ridiculously quick resources so you could just rush up to tech three i could build carriers and you just have carrier battles in the middle because carriers were the best unit in the game right if you could get a bunch of them fast enough yep unless you i mean if you could micro against those you could kill them but you know this this was you know 1998 no one knew how to micro yet yeah i mean at least for me I, d- I think that my hand was just on the mouse 
And then my left hand was like grabbing some Cheetos or a drink or something. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. I, Starcraft was... I can't believe how long the original Starcraft, how popular it was. I remember that show, Pure Ponage. Remember that show? You ever watch it? It's a web show. Mm-mm. Oh, they were... They... they, they uh, basically featured starcraft a lot and fps's but like and that, that was like in 2009 it's just crazy how much legs that game has still has people still play that to people this day still play it it yeah. still has a it still has a competitive tournament in south korea some i if i were some like some kind of in in their blizzard person there's something there that they're missing with their newer titles but anyway yeah right yeah well and there's something that they missed like, cause it, it took them 12 years to release the next one and it was popular, but like the popularity of Starcraft two kind of just kind of kept dwindling. Yeah. And I don't know, like the, enough people like Starcraft, I would think that they would try to revitalize it, but I I'm wondering, and I actually like the three campaigns, but I'm wondering if the, the split really hurt that game. Oh, yeah. You know, they should have just released a full story. Yep. Yeah. Well, I know it didn't help them when it, all the people that cry foul around the whole, like, uh, D- day one DLC BS and, yeah, like, it didn't, it certainly didn't help them there. But then again, like, Wings of Liberty was as big of a game as the original StarCraft. Right. That's that, and that was at its peak, wasn't it? Was the first was the first one? Yeah, yeah. Like in terms of like story well, content that you get, and I don't, what's in it. Like, I don't even think the arcade. Well, I think that's what they call it now. The the custom maps took off as much as the original StarCraft or even the original Warcraft three. Yeah. Oh my god! Did you guys play the custom maps? I I played, I played so much some custom of them, maps, but I I played more in the original game than I did in StarCraft two. No, in the in the original game. Oh yeah, that's I I I didn't have a ton of money growing up for games. So I would play these custom maps, you know, like uh tower defense and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it was like free entertainment. It's great. Like well, Bl- was- Blizzard could do no wrong lack back then. I'm like, this company gives us all this stuff. Like and I keep playing the same game. I have to keep buying stuff. It's great. Like, right. Were I remember an entire summer made by Blizzard though, or were they made by other people? I mean, by other people, but, but, but Blizzard letting people do that. It was an endless source of entertainment. And they got have been racking up the money on those because Battle.net had had ads. Hmm. You remember that? They had a banner no. at the top. That's true. Oh yeah, yeah. They're probably just to cover their hosting costs, but like, I mean, it was endless fun. I I I remember like I can't remember the summer. It was probably not summer nineteen ninety eight or something where all I did was play StarCraft and Xenogears. Nice. And yeah, so I played. Did either of you ever ever play the uh, the StarCraft uh, custom map for Risk? I don't. I don't think no. so. Probably. I probably tried it out, but did you? Or like, uh, or Zone Control? I played Zone Control. Yeah, like both those ones played just a bunch of that. Like yeah. the the Risk one was fun because who the person who made it, it was just literally. It, it was literally the the risk map and there was like a whole interesting strategy like you had to go you like it was just like a like a um a un 
it was a un, un an invincible building with a beacon next to it and you had to kill all the soldiers next to the beacon and then you could take the beacon and then you got that area and then if you had a certain amount of area like if you took a whole continent then you got units by default every certain amount of minutes it was literally like risk um so that was always really fun what was what was your favorite way to play mitch i mean i just i just played with like my friends on land i didn't really go into that uh much just because i didn't have like a whole lot of internet time right so my internet uh usage at that time was very low so it was it was like bot play and nice land parties I feel like I missed out on a whole lot of gameplay because <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, I feel I like such the, map I, even I, a thing. <laughs> I was such oh the bad God. kid compared to you two. So like I was stealing a um, login for University of Michigan Flint that was out in the in, in the in the in the in the crowd. That's how I got my internet. I don't even remember how I got that login. I just had it. And you guys are like, oh, you know, I couldn't play, and I'm like, skipping school. Being a truant, playing yeah. StarCraft, stealing internet, taking pop cans out of a fucking <laughs> <laughs> press the button, give me all pop cans. Yeah, delinquent man. Yeah, uh, yeah. StarCraft, StarCraft was a was a fun game. See, and then they like I think well, I was still essentially playing StarCraft in two thousand. Yeah, I probably would have still been playing it when Star when StarCraft then. Diablo 2 came out. Yeah, I I slowed down significantly my StarCraft play when Diablo 2 came out. A lot. Like, that's all I did was play Diablo 2. Yeah. Because you, you guys both really like the original Diablo. And so Diablo 2, Diablo 2 is kind of a big deal. I had a lot of fun with Diablo 2. I remember before it got patched, making, like, massive zookeeper builds to, like, crash people's servers. Nice. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So like you just yeah you you just people don't know you could at the time you could just keep summoning skeletons mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff and then you could summon so many that you would just crash the person's game <laughs> and then they got patched but oh yeah and you know what happened along with Diablo two releasing mm. they released StarCraft for the N sixty four I never played the N sixty four StarCraft did you oh god it was terrible I bet. There's like a lot of interesting things throughout Blizzard's history where it it just seems like somebody somebody was like, "What if we took this popular thing and tried to make money on a place that it makes no sense on?" Yeah, like, uh, I mean they I, they I'm they I mean they came from consoles, so like they've been trying to ink ink back into consoles for a very long time because like Diablo was on the PlayStation One. I definitely played that one at a friend's house. Like, did the gameplay work as well on the PlayStation One for Diablo? I I just remember it being slower, like the menus were annoying to get through and all kinds of stuff because it was on a pad. But I mean, besides that, it was functional. But yeah, interesting. And then, like that was at the time too, because they they like they never ever got really truly tried to stop going to consoles because StarCraft Ghost was going to be a thing. Like now that's leaked, but yeah, yep. So yeah, but the next game along our along our trail. So 
We get to like 2000, you get Diablo 2, StarCraft's in South Korea, um, sells a million copies in South Korea, and then South Korea just continues to play StarCraft like until today. Um, but in the other parts of the world, like, you know, Lord of the Destruction, so the Diablo 2 uh, expansion comes out. You get you get Vivendi, which owns uh, Blizzard at this time. Yeah, no, Vivendi buys Vivendi Universal and acquires Uni- Vivendi acquires Universal Studios, and then Blizzard becomes part of Vivendi Universal or whatever. But like, I don't know if that actually mattered that much. I think the I think it may have been like the switch for them. Uh, going into the next part. So I really like StarCraft, right? And yeah. obviously. And the so the next game came out and I and I was like really excited for Warcraft 3. I was really excited for this game to come out. Um but for me, when Warcraft 3 came out, the idea of the like the whole like the hero units like really blown up and having smaller scale battles like didn't really hit it with me. I loved Warcraft three for that, though. I don't know. I like some something about starting up a new game, picking your first hero and like, OK, I'm going to do a paladin run this time or I'm going to I'm going to play. I'm going to play Demon Hunter as Night Elves or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make the Blade Master work because I remember how like, I used to love people doing Blade Master harass and then like getting the game started, get your units going and going out and fighting creeps and doing I I. I I dug, I dug it. Yeah. I'm not saying I dug it over StarCraft, but it, I played a lot of Warcraft 3, and I played a <laughs> lot of Dota. Like, a lot of Dota. I probably played more Dota than Warcraft 3. Which, Blizzard's stupid. that Everyone beat them to the punch on that, by the way. Real dumb. Right. But, well, they made it so it can never happen again, right? Yeah, with their new terms of service. Yeah. yeah. And that's another thing, too, since we can combine these two. I was really excited for Reforged because I actually generally liked Warcraft 3, and then they came out with that piece of shit. So, like. Well, it's sad, too, because if you wanted to go back and play the original Warcraft 3, you can't anymore, right? Unless you don't patch it and you have a disc, which I do in my closet. The problem is. I thought you should have a disc drive. No, you can play play it, but you can't play it with, like, the old. Um, Battle.net settings like it was before. Oh, yeah, because the client changed. Correct. Right. So if I, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, because it wasn't just the client changed, it was they changed a bunch of settings to make it so that, like, essentially everyone gets the remade version, Yeah. and the settings are, like, turned on or off, depending on if you've bought it or not. Right. Toggle, yeah. 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 Stupid. That was so dumb on their part. <laughs> so... Overall, this game did pretty well, though. Like, became the latest fast-selling PC game in in history. Like, I would say, like, right coming up here. So this is two thousand three, two thousand four. Like, <clears throat> from my perspective, is when I, I like I still was all about StarCraft, so I still liked Blizzard, but it was kind of where where Blizzard kind of fell off the map for me a little bit because their focus became Warcraft, uh, Warcraft three. And then uh, in 2004, at the very end, we get World of Warcraft releases. Yeah, man. 
I remember I remember like more than one more than one friend being excited being super excited about that game and just like the novel concept and I just remember I just remember being like what you have to pay monthly for a game for um see that wasn't foreign to me because I I had been playing Ultima Online and other games like it like Shadowbane and um Anarchy Online and all these niche MMOs for years same yeah. I was playing uh, I played a lot of EverQuest right yeah. before that. So, did you get into World of Warcraft right when it came out, Mitch? No, I didn't actually. I, I was in the beta. It. Oh, were you really? Oh yeah, I I uh, I was in the beta when um, mages were able to be dwarves. Hmm. Um, played the beta for a little bit. Didn't like it as much because it was my first theme park MMO. All those other niche MMOs I played were mostly sandboxy. You all would you basically make your own story like until they did the Trammel update, Trammel Fluke update. Um, Shadow Bane was a war MMO, which is a PvP MMO. Anarchy Online had this new system where they had a basically like AI or, or had um, not user generated, but um, procedurally generated dungeons. That was the big selling point on it. So it wasn't really a theme park game. Um, so yeah, it was my first theme park, and I didn't really like that but i ended up playing it anyway so yeah yeah i didn't i didn't get into it until the end of 2006 and only reason i have heard about it was i was getting um i was subscribed to uh pc magazine or pc gamer or whatever one of those ones and they used to send out demo discs with all their copies and it was uh i had a seven day demo of it from one of their demo discs What's interesting about WoW for me is I was bored to tears in vanilla. So I never got to 60 in vanilla um, until the, the very end when Burning Crusade has come out. And for one core reason, when they had Illidan on the cover of Burning Crusade, I wanted to know what happened at the end of Warcraft 3 Frozen Throne more than I want. Like, I remember playing to level 30 as a shaman in vanilla, not getting the story I wanted. Like, where's Jaina? Where's all these people? I want to see what's going on. Nothing was happening. I saw I literally stopped playing the game. And then Burning Crusade started was announced. And then I got a shaman to 60 and it instantly played a blood elf paladin. So I and then that became my main class. And then, then I played WoW up until the end of Wrath, and then I quit. I didn't play Catalyst, I didn't play Pandaland. Came back for Draenor. That game was stupid. Isn't <laughs> isn't Wrath Lich King considered their best expansion? I think Burning Crusade is the best expansion, but Wrath is very good. I think Wrath of the Lich King is often toted as the best expansion, um, but it, it it just depends on who you talk to, because they introduced yeah. a lot of things in Wrath of the Lich King that made it a lot easier for people to like play the game, uh, like looking for yeah. group and stuff like that, which oh, yeah. a lot of people also say is not good killed the game it's what killed the game yeah so Mm. content wise and story wise wrath of the lich king is very good yeah it just introduced a lot of other shit that people hate yeah yeah i I can tell you that the 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 group finder did make me less social i remember being because i was a prop paladin so i was a tank and i had to communicate with people more when i was setting up my party in shatrath and stuff like that especially doing when you're doing hardcore content um, and then letting people know my, my specific issues. So like, for example, as a prop paladin, 
unless I was the one getting hit, like I like so like if we were doing like Karazhan or something with like two tanks, unless I was the main tank getting hit at the time, um, I couldn't get mana. And the way the mechanic worked in Burning Crusade was, you take damage, you get healed. When you get healed, you get a percentage of your mana back based on how much you get healed. So if you're the off tank not getting healed, you can't keep threat because your 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 mana bar is down and you're not getting mana back. So I remember having to communicate that to people, how my class worked, stuff like that. Wrath came out, they fixed that, and then they added looking for group. Or group <laughs> yeah. finder or whatever. I didn't have to talk to people anymore. Like unless they weren't doing mechanics right or something. But like I don't remember Wrath being a really mechanic heavy game until late game. Until like you went to Nax. So Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple ones, like the first boss where you have to hide behind a pillar when he does his transformation, stuff like that. But I don't remember anything like super duper hard. And I do remember pugging the shit out of Nax, which you could not do in BC very easily. Pugging a big dungeon like that in BC, you best you best be in a guild, basically. Hmm. And, and and Wrath changed that wholly. I pugged the crap out of Nax. <laughs> See, and and that's where that there's like this, you know, diversion of what was good and what was bad for the game and 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 whatnot, because they added a lot of those features that made it so that you don't necessarily have to have like this crazy guild like conversation in order to go through and play the content. Yeah. So a lot more casual people could go in, spin up a character, go in, play the play the game, see the content, and not have to necessarily wonder like, oh well, what happened at the end of this expansion? Right? Like what right. what did we kill the Lich King? <laughs> I don't know. Did you play the raid? Oh no, because I'm a filthy casual and I can't commit to a guild and three raid nights <laughs> a week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well that's fine. Like and so they introduced, you know, looking for group, which eventually progressed into looking for raid and for you know like right now for me when i'm not in a guild and i don't have time to commit to the content then it works great because i can actually see the content that's coming out yeah but for the people that actually want to play the game it it's there's a whole lot of other i don't know animosity to it i guess see i'm curious i'm curious mitch so if uh if they had kept that old style where you can't see all of the content unless you just can find if you're part of a part of a a, a guild or have your own or have your own little group who can pl- who can play like would you still subscribe uh i would say yes because i wasn't really big into raiding and i didn't give a shit about the story yeah, I was playing it for the well, gameplay for the for most of the expansions for yeah. for every expansion up until I don't know Legion. I I don't yeah. think I really cared about what happened at the end of the raid, or I didn't really follow what was going on. I still don't really know the story and the lore of yeah. a lot of the things that happened for a lot of the different things. So I would say yes. For me in BC, okay. for example, like I only raided. Karazhan, um, Loot Reaver, which is like the first boss of the Eye or whatever, and Lady Vaj, we, like we did that entire raid, 
But that was it. I never saw, I never fought Kalthos. I never fought, um, I never did the Caverns of Time where you go back and fight Archimonde or whatever the hell his name is. And I never did fight Illidan. And I was okay with that because the, so there's something about, and it, it's not every gamer is like this. Clearly, Tim is not like this. There's something about me playing a difficult game and planning out my path of how I'm going to get past this difficulty. This is why I like the Souls games so much because I can like I'm going to plot out my build. I know what weapon I'm going to go for. I know what bosses I'm going to try solo. I know what I want to try these things. Da, 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 da. The same thing was with BC. It's like okay, I'm going to join this faction because you you had like there's two factions you could join like the Sun Reavers and something else, and they had specific gear. And as a tank, for example, um, as Paladin tank specifically, you had a set of gear that you had to get just to be viable for Karazhan. And, and so, like, there was a list of things to do, which is completely opposite of how WoW is now. Mm -hmm. Like, there was, like, a checklist of things. And it would take me, it took me, like, a month and a half just to get that gear to the point where guilds even look at me to tank with them. Seriously. So, yeah. like, it was, like, it was a goal. It was like a path. So like, I didn't get to see all the content. I saw all the content in Wrath. And I still think BC is better. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, also, they split their player base. They really did. Because I, I think the reason why there was so much hype around Wildstar at first was because it was, it was saying, we're going to go back to those times. Before Classic became a thing again, people were dying for a game that was like that. And Wildstar tried to be that way. Wildstar, for example, launched with a group finder. Most people didn't use it, though, because you needed those, those dungeons. You needed coordination to get past. You did. Mm -hmm. you, couldn't, you could not steamroll them. You had to time your, your interrupts, and you had to communicate. Later on, they dumbed it down because they weren't, you know, they were losing their population. So it was like a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. But yeah, I, I definitely think they split their player base because clearly, look how much subs they got when Classic came back. They got a lot of subs. Like their stock went up for it too. And there's still yeah. a lot of people that are playing classic, even though there's yeah. it's the same content that came out 14 well, years ago. It's the same thing. So like once once Sony, for example, in the PS3 era was was heavily investing into the cinematic game because it brings in Tim's. Um, there's a lot of Tim's out there. Companies are saying we don't need to make hard games anymore. And then this company called From Software comes out of nowhere and makes this game called Demon Souls. And it's super popular in Japan to the point where people are like, I want to play this difficult game. I'm going to import it. They import Demon Souls. And then finally, a publisher called Atlas picks it up here and it becomes super popular. And like Sony, who published it in Japan, is kicking themselves for it. And then the publisher is like, okay, we're going to make a multi platform game of Demon Souls called Dark Souls. And they, they capitalized on the market that was just dying for a game that gave you a challenge. Yep. That's, so that's what I'm saying. Like These companies go, oh, no, we need, to, we need to make the ultimate easy fun game to get as much money as possible. But you're also like not you're, not, you're only filling one niche. You're losing money on another one. There's no reason why you can't make games that carry like different types of genres that cater to different types of people. So Blizzard has effectively done that, basically. At this point, now they have the classic people, and now they have the live people. Yeah. So if you're into your pretty, you want your mounts, and you want your pretty transmogs, you play live. You want to go back and bust your ass, you go play classic. <laughs> so, so really, yeah. I think that, like, if we're looking at this timeline and everything, I would say November of two thousand eight, the month that Wrath of Lich King 
was that came out was the the turning point this is when this is the start of when blizzard changed their mentality and added features that started catering and it's just the cusp right just the tiniest little cusp because they're still super popular at this point yeah world of warcraft had 11 million subscribers like that's still that's a fuck ton of people playing the game a lot of people right active too yeah so and I wonder if that has anything to do with what happened in July of 2008 of that same year. The crash? Uh, no. Vivendi and Activision merged to make Activision Blizzard. Well, yeah, I would imagine they had an influence on the, the game changing. Absolutely. People were saying that back then. I remember yep. fondly in the f- people bitching about in the forums. No, because oh. Activision's the Call of Duty developer. We're going to release a new game every year. Yeah. Go ahead, what? Uh, I was just going to make a joke of was it that or was it they released in World of Warcraft in Russia? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. That was it. <laughs> but I can't speak for Cataclysm or Pandaland. I didn't play either of those expansions. I didn't come back. No, I yeah, I didn't come back until Pandaland. Warlords of Draenor. And that was shit. You know, so <laughs> you looking at this timeline, there really isn't a whole lot that came out between these years. Um Pandaland wasn't Pandaland like got a lot of shit when it first came out. And then at the end, it was I it was considered I think one of their better expansions and I think still is one of their better expansions with the content and stuff like that they released in it. And in the meantime, you know, after wrath of Lynch King, they released Starcraft two, which has that same style of, I don't know, the, the start of their, their progressively releasing content. And, and you can, you can make the argument that, Starcraft 2 had just as much content as Starcraft 1 did, if not more, even though it was only one story arc. Yeah. But like, I don't know, man. That was that was the start of them, of like a monetization, monetization scheme. Oh, for sure. I mean, it definitely rubbed some people the wrong way, the fact that Starcraft 2 came out and it wasn't like a complete game in quotes. Yeah. Because it's... And and God, like so, Wings of the that didn't stop me from buying it. Let me tell you, no, <laughs> that was like that was like day one, StarCraft two. I had to, I had to like, I think at the time I wanted like the special edition or something, so I had to get it in the mail. So I like put that disc in, and it was like taking forever to install, and then I had to go to work, and I'm all upset about it because I couldn't play the game for a day. Um, played the shit out of StarCraft 2. Wings of Liberty specifically. Like, oh yeah. It came out and like I had essentially I think between 2010 and <laughs> I think 2010 and probably sometime in 2000, 2001 or 2002 I just I just had stopped playing Blizzard games um, because their focus was all on War, World of Warcraft. Um so as you guys have been talking about World of Warcraft, I'm like, oh yeah, World of Warcraft was happening during all those times. I don't even know. 
I think at the I think at all those times I was probably I think I was playing Call of Duty. I mean, Call of Duty was a better game back then than it is today. So you know, yeah. I like, um Modern Warfare like a lot of the games that I liked on like console um between like the time the end of the PS2's life cycle and the start of like the Xbox 360 and PS3 weren't being made. Mm-hmm. Like they weren't making as many JRPGs, which I loved um, growing up. Um, they like were almost non-existent for a long time on that. Like you got a couple on Xbox, but they sucked. Um, a lot of the action games I liked weren't being made as much. Like Devil May Cry Four was the only one I can think of. And then later on, Demon Souls came out that kind of filled that gap. But that's probably why I was playing DC and Wrath more because the other games I like to play weren't really being made. So, yeah. Yep. Because you know what's interesting? It's unrelated to Blizzard, but that's when uh, that's when the industry started chasing fads. Like Japan stopped making what they were strong in, and now they are because they want they want they want that Call of Duty audience for some fucking reason. A lot of companies did. Like Call of Duty was the battle royale back then. You know, first mm-hmm. it was like. Everyone wants the shooters. Everyone wants Call of Duty people. Now they want MOBA people. Now they want Battle Royale people. Like the industry just wants to instead of innovate on different things or do what they, they're known for, which like, for example, Capcom is now doing very heavily, like their Resident Evil 2 remake and their Monster Hunter games are killing it because they're they're doing what they're good at. Uh, I just think it's I find that that part of gaming history interesting because that's I feel like that's when that fad chasing really started was because they saw that Call of Duty money and they're like, I, I want that that Call of Duty money. <laughs> and I feel like it I feel like it was it was interesting because when like you could make you can make an argument. It's like, OK, Starcraft 2 is a re- is was a really popular game, so we should make a sequel. But also like. Were RTS is really that popular in 2010. I mean. I was really excited no, about the game. I followed the I followed the esports scene of StarCraft Two during Wings of Liberty like a lot. Yeah. But like I remember even looking at like the the numbers for like a stream of like people watching it, uh, and it was like, wow, there's fifty thousand people watching this. That's really that's a lot, you know. Well, two thousand nine, two thousand ten ish is when I think like League was in like early access if that's what you want to because i don't think it was called early access back then but it was like a beta and it was just starting it's it's like uphill tumble of like dominating the market mm-hmm. right like that's probably like that's where blizzard fucked up they i, I like starcraft too but honestly they if they should have made their dota game then before valve stepped in before league got started yeah they, league they came had, out in 2009 they had the metrics like Dota on Warcraft three back in 2008, 2009 was so huge in Europe, for example, and it was still big here on Warcraft three. Like I would run into people out here all the time. You play Dota. Yeah, I play Dota. <laughs> I'd be like, Dota is still popular. Yeah. Should get on. Okay. <laughs> and then like league got announced like a year later and it's, it's just like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. So like, I don't know. It's it's a good point. Like, should they have made? Well, it's should interesting. They have made a Dota Dota so clone. Valve is so good at taking people who mod their games and making games out of Team Fortress Two and Counter Strike are basically were mods, right? Like they were add-ons mm-hmm. that people made. 
if it, if it, if it were reverse, like Blizzard wasn't really known for doing that. But it's what's funny is they had to have internal metrics to see how many people were playing the Dota map. Had it, to. It's almost like it doesn't even have to be an either or. Like, did the StarCraft team really need to suffer in face of like the Dota? Because no, they could have they could have did their Dota thing then with StarCraft, right? Yeah. Or they could have just like shit. They could have made a different game and just like bought. Like I give a bunch of money to the guy who made Dota, right? And just yeah, made I don't know. I don't have League proof of StarCraft. <laughs> but because Warcraft was so popular and successful and made them loads of money, they probably were sitting at the top and weren't they weren't looking who was coming up from the bottom to stab them in the back. And that's why that happened. Like Yeah. They were they were like, We're the best, we have the best brand, we're like the Disney of US gaming. Like when you think about like the Disney of video games, I think of Nintendo, but they're Japanese. They're a Japanese developer. If I were to say if America has its Disney, it's Blizzard for video games. So they were sitting high and mighty, and then up behind League comes and fucking gets them. Like, because <laughs> a lot of people that quit WoW plays League. I would run into ex WoW players like crazy in that game. Did you have the same experience, Mitch? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I I'll, there wasn't really a whole lot of uh, civil conversation when I played League of Legends because oh. it were it was mostly <laughs> I, like I, stop stealing my my creeps. Yeah. After the crash, I was living. I just moved out here with you guys, like not with you guys, but to this area. And I had a job for a year, and I I got laid off because of the crash. So I was on unemployment for a year. And all I did was play League of Legends, and I would talk to people constantly. Like, what other games you come play? Oh, you used to play World of Warcraft. Oh, you don't play anymore? No, fuck that game. Mm. Like, like. <laughs> <laughs> and this is probably around the time Cataclysm came out too. So, like, or was was coming out? I don't know. Yeah, Cataclysm came out in 2010 in December. Yeah. So, like, Wrath was probably just like wrapping up. But yeah, I just find it interesting. So. You, you would you guys think I, I'm, I'm I got a good analogy there? Like, wouldn't Blizzard be like the American Disney of video games? Like, Nintendo is Nintendo, but like the Disneyland of video games. Like in 2010, I would agree with that. Yeah, not anymore. But yeah, yeah. I think in I think it's yeah they they see it's like they could almost at least in a lot of in a lot of people's like what I remember it's like Blizzard could do no wrong. Like yeah. Like, yeah, sure. Oh, it's shitty that this has like it's kind of like that half hearted protest. Like, oh, man, like, I can't believe that this game is going to have three parts and I have to pay for each one. Oh, well, here's but your I'm money. Gonna, I guess here's my money. Like, you but know, people started not trusting Blizzard then, I think. And then the Diablo three always online. Diablo three comes real- out in 2012. Right. Not only house, yeah, the real money auction house was a big, a big issue. And the funny part is, I remember being really excited for that because I like in my head, I was like, Oh, and you mean I could just play the game and like and farm items like I'm that I'm going to be doing anyway and and make money because I can sell them to real people who will pay me real money for this shit? Like, that's kind of actually really cool. The best way to make money was still gold in that game. I used to bought the shit out of gold. Gold, just yeah, yeah, make a couple of hundred bucks. Like, <laughs> and yeah. it's crazy because, like, we have all these like metrics from each of these games that release. Like Diablo three, 
became was the fastest selling PC game, sold 3.5 million copies in 24 hours. Yeah. To date, you know, up to, up until 2012. There's something to be said though, too, about the amount of time that they waited to make a sequel. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that I'll, I'll seeing it. I'm curious if that happens to the Elder Scrolls six, because like Skyrim came out in 2011. And by the time Elder Scrolls six comes out, it's gonna be like 2026 or something. I bet you the hype alone of waiting like uh, like almost two decades. For uh, give me game. my game. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, like yeah. and I like I had never played a Diablo game before. I remember buying I bought Diablo three and I played through it and I was like, oh, this is pretty fun. And then I played the story once and I was like, what else do you do? Oh, oh, that's that's what you do. You just keep playing the story over and over again. OK, dude, the original Inferno difficulty. Was so bull- bullshit. Like I hated it. <laughs> I will. I don't know. Say, I I never actually play paid for Diablo three, because uh, this is another thing that the, I I I want to say this is something that Blizzard should bring back. Uh but this was a start where Blizzard had a a promotion when Diablo three came out, and I paid a year of World of Warcraft subscription because I was going to have World of Warcraft anyway. And they gave me Diablo 3 for free. Oh, shit. So I wonder if that contributed to it. What did that set you back? Like 120 bucks or something? Yeah, it was like, it's like, I think that's about right. When you break it down over the course of a year. I mean, 1490, it's 1499 still, right? 15 bucks. If you pay per month, you get a discount when you, when you pay for the year. Okay. So yeah. 120 would be 10 bucks a month. That's what it is when it breaks down. Anyway. Yeah. So, like, after Diablo, the next big... That's not not that bad. It's like two games for the price of one, essentially. Yeah, exactly. So, Diablo was able to redeem itself with this expansion pack and get rid of the real money auction house. But after that, Warlords of Drainer came out, and then that's where WoW started to decline again. Like, I think it was, like, the biggest decline in subs they ever had. Yep. Yeah, it was that was like the biggest letdown of an expansion and is I mean other than the current one is probably the worst expansion that they've ever had. Yeah. And then they did come out with Overwatch which was a big success at first and then didn't they start to decline pretty heavily to in the esports arena? Like, wasn't there a lot of drama with the Overwatch League? You know, I don't know. I mean, I know that they're pushing it really hard, and they're still trying to push it really hard. Like, I think I think the biggest... I, I feel like Blizzard is this company who can't, who can't get away from the fact they feel burned from the... from a, when Brood War had its, has this entire esports scene that grew up without Blizzard being involved in it. So I feel like every every way that they approach esports is so like stranglehold that it just like makes it it stifles the esport from even like being cool. Yeah, they want to control it too much. Yeah, cool. Because like even StarCraft Two, they were StarCraft Two came out, uh, Wings of Liberty, and had a really cool esports scene, and then like about like a couple years into it, Star uh, Blizzard kind of clamp clamped down. And made it so you could only, you could only go through like it all has to be like these these Blizzard run like tournaments everywhere, 
isn't that um, when they shut down like MLG or whatever? Yeah, from doing it. Yeah, yeah. And I could be I could be botching like the exact details there. I'll I'll admit that. But the the overall my feeling of it was that like wow, there's all these people who are doing cool things around esports, and Blizzard's like, no, it's not ours, so you can't have it. Yeah. Like, that's how it felt. And, like, really, for me, it was kind of like, it was kind of like, uh, like, StarCraft 2 came out, and then Wing, Wing, or, uh, Wings of Liberty came out, then Heart of the Swarm came out, and that was fun, and I played it. And then I just kind of, huh, like, Blizzard. These people. Yeah. And, like, of course, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy all of the StarCraft expansions, because that's what I do. And then when they remade and then when they remade Star the original StarCraft Brood War, of course I bought that because, you know, I'm like that. And I remember, like us, we played Overwatch quite a bit at, right when it first came out. When we? it first came out, yeah. But then we all fell off. Yeah. Which, quickly. I mean, like trying to think back of it for, I don't know what I don't like about Overwatch. I feel like I could still go back and play Overwatch and have fun with it. I feel like, like it's it was still almost... a fun game. It, there's not uh, this huge, you know, monetary threshold to get into it. It's not like you have to sit here and, um, like, if you compare it with something that I, I like, I, I would compare it to almost like Apex or something like that. I mean, I know that they're completely different genres of games, but it's a fast-paced shooting style game where if I want to go into and play apex it's like oh they released their new revenant guy um and Mm -hmm. but i have to go and buy him if i want to play him right but with overwatch i already have the game and if they've they've released a bunch of new characters and i can just i can just go play them and they have their arcade modes with a bunch of different fun modes and those are still kind of fun to play i think it's just repetitive but not in a good way and that's why (laughs) that's why i fall off of it it's like there's nothing that's not fun about the gameplay except that there isn't more other than just it's like you get you get this little box of gameplay and that's fun and you did gonna, it too much and eh, it's boring now. I'm going to say something controversial. Uh-oh. But I find TF2 much more fun than Overwatch. I Team Fortress go, 2 is fucking fun. I still go back and play TF2 a lot um, every so often. It's easy to jump into like I've got over 150 hours in that game, according to Steam. See, it's like I've had since the orange box came out. <laughs> For me, it's always like I can only I can almost only have one first person shooter in my life. I'm kind yeah. of like I like I played TF2 a lot. And then let's see TF2. Well, and I was through, playing. Didn't didn't Siege kind of overtake us? Honestly, yeah. well, like, see, because that was my my transition. Like I did. I played TF2. I played, like I said, I played a lot of Call of Duty, like all the different, the Call of Duty games, the Modern Warfare games, like those were really fun. I played them on console. And then, then I played uh, a bunch of Counter-Strike Global Offensive. And I was like, this game is really fun. Like the different, like the objective-based first-person shooter. And then someone, and then uh, one of our friends got got me into Siege, uh, Rainbow Six Siege. And that was, then I have like, you know, fast forward, I have like 600 hours in that game or something ridiculous yeah. like that. Like, that game is super fun. 
I didn't like it at first, but I got into it later. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like I get, I'm, I'm right with Mitch, something about it. Just it's boring. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting too, because if you think about, we just, I was just, I was just making the comment that overwatch has is like super competitive and, or, uh, repetitive and that makes it boring. But like, Siege is exactly the same way. It's it's six minutes of doing the same thing over and over and over again. So like, what's different about that game they, that makes their it game, their gameplay loop is is way funner. I think that's that's the thing. The core gameplay loop. Siege kind of did its own thing, and Overwatch took a lot of their game modes from another game. Yeah, like so. In essence, you've been playing the same game since like two thousand seven when TF two came out. Yeah, or longer same, if you played Team Fortress yeah. like I did, the original. Yes, same push the cart, same capture the fucking point, same fucking, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Capture the fucking point. Like, yeah. hopefully they do some different shit with this new expansion pack they're calling Overwatch 2, but like, yeah, uh, St- uh, uh, Siege's gameplay loop is fairly... I mean, I know there's plenty of other games that probably tried it, but like it's fairly fresh in my mind. And I think that's why yeah. Battle Royale picked up so too, because it's a fresh outlook. Yeah. On that genre. So, you know, like if Blizzard comes out with Blizzard Battle Royale, it's going to suffer from the same fatigue. I right. Because they're super behind. Right. You know, they should like, do. I mean, the thing that I thought, like a game that I would play that I, that they said that they had in, uh that they were building was like a like a starcraft first person shooter yeah where it was like at least the way i i heard it described it it was like one person it was like um what was that what's that game called is it evolve yeah evolve. one person oh, yeah. is the one yeah, person I, is like the monster. the monster yeah or it's like is a, mul- a multiplayer and one person can play as like a zerg and other people play as marines and you like mm-hmm try to kill your friends like that that just sounds fun to me the on the fall part of blizzard blizzard kept i think blizzard's main fall they started chasing other people instead of innovating their own stuff think about it like they were late with heroes of the storm they were the last person that to create their auto chess inside of hearthstone hearthstone was Mm -hmm. probably the most innovative thing they had done but they did it wrong they did it you'd be able to speak more than me on that. well i mean just to the point of like it's very popular and it got a lot of traction but it takes so much money to play and and especially now like i i couldn't imagine trying to get into playing that game especially when like when i play hearthstone because i want to play a, a trading card game it's because yeah. i grew up playing physical magic the gathering and now with magic the gathering online i can play my favorite childhood game online and i can spend like i don't know i i like um you know maybe i don't maybe i'm just like equating it wrong because i don't have a problem playing every so often magic the gathering online to play uh, to pay for like a a quick drafter and to be able to like play around and the draft is kind of like their arena mode. They're very mm-hmm. similar where you like build a deck on the fly and then start playing. But 
I don't know. Every time I every time I try to get into Hearthstone because it the gameplay is fun, I just get overwhelmed with the amount of uh the amount of competitiveness that there is into it and the amount of financial and investing that it you have to be. do. Yeah. To to be able to make something that is viable to be able to climb the ladder, right? And then and then really what are you doing other than going online if you don't have all the cards? then you can't really make your own deck. If you try to make your own deck, you're just going to fail and lose every game and not really have fun. So you go online to look up a deck and then you're just trying to build that deck so that you can climb the ladder, I guess. And then it's like, well, what's the point of that? <laughs> I don't know. What I find interesting is, I, I, you know, they got Overwatch 2 coming out in Diablo 4, but like, they're still chasing the industry in their own way. And I'm, I don't know anything about Diablo four beyond the trailer. Um, so if there's been like leaks of like, or like talks about how mechanics work, but I would probably say there'll be a lot of path of exile in that game when it comes out. I think you're probably I, right. I mean, the trailer that came out looked really cool. So, but path cinematic. of exile has a lot of Diablo two in it. So where where is the line there, I guess? There's not it's not a line. Like every game every game like is influenced by some other game. But my point is just like Blizzard has been chasing people's trends and adding their own spin on it, but it hasn't been working for them. So I'm curious if like they have, you know, for example, if you see a more complex character creator that's like Path of Exiles. Yeah. Right. Like, will there, will they, are they, be? do you think they'll ever be able to find that secret sauce again where they're actually innovating? I think the thing they, they should probably try to innovate and it'd probably take a shit ton of money. And I don't know if Activision is allowed to do them without having some crazy monetization schemes schemes is that they could reinvent the MMO genre again by making a sequel to either wow or another MMO but they tried that with Titan and then that turned into Overwatch. So I doubt that ever happens. <laughs> you know, like honestly, I think that with the release of WoW Classic and it shows that there are a lot of people that want that old style difficult, even though I I'm not gonna say WoW Classic is is necessarily difficult, but part of that is because everybody already knows what they're doing right because you've been doing it for however long 16 years but anyway uh because of the popularity of wow classic that almost if they released wow classic i wouldn't be surprised if they released it as a as a test right because so many people were asking for it and they you know jl and brett came out and said like oh you think you want this but you don't right right maybe they came back into their headquarters and they're like okay well there's a lot of people asking for it they want to do a new MMO that goes back to how MMOs are or were. And the execs are like, okay, well, why don't we release WoW Classic? Because we already have all the shit for it, right? So the dev time on to release it is actually really low because it's the same game that they already made. They just have to tweak a little bit of it to get it to run again. Now that it's done really good, it makes me wonder if they'll be like they can use that as ammunition of look there are people that want something good and potentially something new 
and allow them to do and allow them to make a new IP. I don't know. Maybe revive Project Titan and say, here's an MMO yeah. in the Overwatch world because there's yeah. so much freaking lore there that they're trying to shove yeah. down our throats. I don't know. If anybody can reinvent the MMO genre, it's Blizzard. And and they kind of have to because they're getting... I'm sorry, Final Fantasy 14 is cutting into their stuff. Um, PSO2 is looking to be pretty big for Microsoft, according to early numbers. Fortnite is a competitor to WoW, believe it or not. Hmm. Eyeballs-wise. Like, What's that other new one that's coming out? Blue, Blue Wave or Blue... Oh, God, uh, the Namco one looks good. It's Blue something. Yeah. Um, looks good. So... Yeah, like if anybody can reinvent an MMO genre and be king again, it's Blizzard. But, you know, it's funny because I would love to see kind of like ending on this, but like not really ending the whole thing. But I, 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 with the WoW Classic thing, what metrics are they reading? Because all the fans knew that that would be a big deal. But the, the, the suits didn't. Like, don't they have internal metrics that show? I'm, I'm assuming that the metrics they have were saying, okay, all these players love these new systems we put in. They love looking for raid. We can't take that away. No one's going to go back to that. Da, 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 da. Like they weren't, they were not seeing another number set somewhere. Right. Maybe. Or maybe they just assume that, you know, people are, you have this loud vocal group that's saying, yeah, I want, I want wow classic. I want to be able to play that game again. And their assumption was, okay, we'll release wow classic. And Within two months, the player base is going to drop off because it's going to release. You're going to down Molten Core in a week, which they did. They're you're going to re, uh, <laughs> you're going to release uh, BWD, and that's going to get down in a day, which it was. And then you know, and then you're going to be done. And then what? It's the same game that you played 16 years ago, but again today. Like oh, and then people are just going to cancel their subscriptions, but that's not happening. I think they were probably thinking Warcraft Reforged would be another classic, but it turned out to be a piece of shit. Yeah, well, they really fucked <laughs> that up, right? Yeah, they did. And I was looking forward to playing that game, too. I mean, I yeah. already said that I never played the originals. I was looking forward to, uh, hey, oh, modern graphics and everything, and I can go back and play the story of the game that I like with things that I don't know about. Okay. Yeah. No. I'm probably yep. going to be wrong on this, but I'm wondering if Diablo 4 is too little too late. I'm probably going to be wrong, but I'm wondering. See, I I almost think so. Like in this in this particular podcast, we've steered away from any of I, I intentionally steered away from any of like the controversies that Blizzard has got itself into. Because yeah. at least I I think that all of this around like it's ultimately about are they making is there is their core product is it fun to play right because if if they if they release awesome games do you think anyone cares what else what they're doing from a pr perspective i mean i'm sure people will squawk but they'll do what gamers have always done which is still buy it they still buy it yeah. um because if you make a fun game people are going to play it right so like I really feel I I I just think the only hope for a blizzard is is not doing a remake. It's not like Diablo 4 is going to be is will probably sell pretty well, but 
it'll it'll lose its luster like it's it's got to be a new ip and it's got to be something new like a genre a genre defining game or or like a fast follow to someone else's genre defining game you know because it's not like it's not like starcraft was the first rts no but it was the best rts it's not like fortnite was the the first no royale yeah, but, but it, it's like for sure as well as the one. most popular. Yeah, most popular. So it's like they they need to they need to to go out and find find that brand new genre that is just catching on and define it, make it make it theirs. And so far, it's just like you you said, Van. Like they've been they they've been falling behind like a lot, yeah. like huge hugely on just like. You know, come out really late for card games, come out really late on anything related to Dota. It's like, like, I would say, like, the the StarCraft games, like, were released too late between each other, like, you know? Yeah. Like, all of the all of those expansions, like, if you had released them one after another for the year, I think it would have made more sense. You would have kept the enthusiasm for that particular game. Um, And yeah, like, you don't have Dota, you don't, so, like, they're missing something. And I don't know, like, is it because like the people who made that magic aren't there anymore? Like, maybe. I think. But that's who's probably... to say? Who's to say that there's not another generation of people who can make that magic? But would those people go to Blizzard? No, they'd probably either start their own thing or something else. Like, there's something to be said about being the little guy trying to to take down the big guy, right? Yeah. Like, Riot was the little guy at one point in time. And they were, and Blizzard was clearly in their crosshairs. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, Epic, it's true. Been, Epic has never been the little guy, but they wanted to, they wanted a, they wanted to reassert themselves on the market and they got it with Fortnite. So now, you know, because if you remember, Epic Games was kind of known for like, Unreal and un, like the Unreal game and then like Gears of War and stuff like that. Because those are epic published games, you know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, they're not the little guy. Yeah. You know, they're not. Uh... Yeah, oh, it's so. true. And so it's like, have they lost so much? Where? Because I would say, like myself, right now, if Blizzard released something brand new, I'm not going to buy it just because it's Blizzard anymore. More, yeah. Would you guys feel the same way? I would be wait and see for sure. For sure. Um, I'm also a much more conscious gamer now. Like even even like the Soul series for me, I'm not like it took me six months to play Sekiro. I didn't buy it right away. Mm-hmm. Like it's not because the company's bad, but. You know, I'm getting burnt out. Yeah. So. And I think that's a very real thing with people. I'm a I'm a. I'm a hype getter. I get. I get super hyped on things. So like release some cool looking gameplay and like a hype trailer and that'll get me hyped and I'll get me to buy your game. And then I'll just get mad if it's not good. <laughs> and just not finish it. And just not under a million games you've never finished. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, I think it's kind of, it's a new, it's a new decade for blizzard. I think that, like I, I still, I still believe. Like if they make good games, people will play their, people will play their games. And they'll, they'll continue to make a bunch of a lot of money. Yeah, 
if they make crappy games, then they're just going to continue this slide that they've had. I don't know. Can they pull themselves out of it? I guess only they can determine that. Yeah, we got a little bit for their next couple games. Isn't like 2022 at the minimum for those two new games they announced? I think so. Or is Overwatch 2 coming out quicker? I don't know if they've released any new information on it. I know they've been doing um, like monthly developer updates for Diablo 4 because they're, they're really trying to get player feedback in the design and everything for how they're building the game. It seems yeah. from what they showed that it's a lot farther along than, you know, a 2022 release, but so that'll, that'll come out faster than Diablo four. Yeah. But, yeah. And then they got the new wow expansion later this year. So we'll see, which I won't be playing. I'm <laughs> not going to get it. I, I think me and wow, we're, we're done forever. Are you going to buy the expansion, Mitch? I already did. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Meanwhile, like, I'm more hyped for whatever Final Fantasy comes out with next, honestly. So. Final Fantasy 14's a fun game, man. Pretty good. Um, So, I think me and Blizzard are probably, they got, they got, they they have to win me over pretty hard on, I, you know, I, I don't even play the ARPG genre anymore. To be completely honest with you, I just I, yeah. I don't I don't I don't see it as a fun genre for me. I even don't really like that looter genre anymore. Like I like I said on the eight million podcasts ago that I thought Borderlands Three was kind of meh, and it's just like something else needs to come out. That Dark Souls Diablo th- Diablo idea, I was like that would be fucking cool. And then like Diablo Four is just gonna be another ARPG. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least it's true to its own genre it's true but it's true i guess that's, that's not necessarily always the best thing no although i i can definitely see with how poorly diablo 3 was when it was released um activision blizzard being very skeptical to try something brand new with diablo 4 right like if if they wanted to do that diablo dark souls crossover style game at any point it it would because that's such it, it would be such a make or break idea right with how poorly Diablo 3 did it would it would either save the franchise or completely plummet it and i think that's too much of a risk right away yeah yeah yep well Uh, well, back in my day, I used to play his game Blizzard, and Blizzard used to be a good developer. Who's Blizzard, Daddy? <gasps> yep. That is that is a summary of the last two hours. Yeah. <laughs> well, so if uh, if y'all listening at home uh, liked what you heard, um, go ahead and press that subscribe button. Go ahead and press the like button on you on the on the tubes. Leave a review or, on iTunes. Leave a review on iTunes. Uh, you know, let's see. What else? Uh, you comment. Tell us who you think the next up, up and comer is. Who's going to be the next Blizzard? Is it yeah. Riot? Are they going to continue to own with the new IPs that they're making? Who's, who's going to, like, yeah, do that? Yeah. Who's going to be? 
Or maybe maybe you don't agree. Maybe you think Blizzard's fucking awesome and everything they do is awesome. Tell us how much you hate I'll us. I'll disagree with you, but you know. <laughs> Tell us in the comments. We won't we won't block it. We don't care. We'll pin yeah. it. We'll pin it. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right. Well, great time, guys. Take us out, Mitch. Okay, bye. 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 <laughs>